Today we celebrate the feast of the Epiphany and I would like to understand this feast or rather talk about this feast from two perspectives. The perspectives of gifts and the perspective of a journey. And I think these are very important because whenever we talk about this feast we are always reminded of the gifts that the Magi give to the child Jesus and we also see a little bit of the journey that they are on and these are the two things that I would like to talk about. When we talk about gifts, every gift always has two characteristics. The characteristic of value and the characteristic of closeness. So when people give a gift, they are always giving something that the other person can use. In other words, they give a gift that would most likely be of value to the person they are giving the gift to. So which means you wouldn't give a cycle to a newborn baby because that is of no value to that child. So it will always be a gift that would be of value. The second is closeness. When we give gifts to people, often the amount we would spend on a gift talks a lot about the closeness we have to this person because since this person is so close to me, I don't mind investing money, say, in a gift because I value this person and this person is so close to me and this is my token to express that closeness. So these are the two characteristics of gifts and when we talk about a feast where we see presenting gifts to Jesus, then the question is what type of gift can we give Jesus that would fulfill these two characteristics that would be of value to him and also that it would be something that would represent our closeness to him. And the answer we get is simply the gift of ourselves. And therefore, we need to look at ourselves and see, especially on a feast like today, is what exactly is the gift that I am? Am I a broken gift or am I a beautiful gift for the Lord? Because none of us would give broken gifts to people and in the same way, none of us would want to give a broken gift to Jesus. So in other words, it calls us to heal ourselves, to be able to find ways in which we become beautiful gifts to Jesus. And that brings us to the point of a journey. And, the, and it's a journey not so much about the external, but very much about the internal. It's a journey within ourselves. And the most amazing thing is as we heal ourselves, and I will talk about that, the more we enter ourselves, try to discover who we are and try to become better people, this journey automatically makes us beautiful gifts for Jesus. So in other words, in order to find Jesus, we need to find ourselves first. And the Magi's journey represents a lot of that in our lives. They were in search of Jesus and so are we. But very often we are searching for Jesus outside when we need to be searching for him within. Because when I find myself, I automatically find God. And I'll give you a brief example of this. Let us say we are experiencing bitterness in our life. We are experiencing negativity in our life. It makes us very frustrated, it makes us very angry at times. Now when I find ways to heal this, when I find ways to undo this negativity that I'm carrying and I find ways in which I can become a better person, I automatically find myself feeling happy. I find myself being positive, I may, I may find myself even wanting to love myself better and love others better. So in other words, while I have found myself, I have found God because God is love. God is positivity. 
And once I can experience this God, I can experience Him, I can share Him with others. And that is something which I would like to talk about little with regard to the journey, not from a psychological perspective, but from the perspective of my own personal witness of this. It is a journey that I've been on for the past 14 years, a journey to understand myself, and from this, a lot of wonderful things happen. The joy and freedom that comes as we begin to heal is not something that can be expressed in words. And let us take this journey that we see in the Magi's or the uh, Gospel passage today. They're on a journey and there are two very important characteristics or characters that we see, Herod and the star. And both these have a lot of symbolism in our lives. And something very interesting about this is when they are focused on the star, they are not with Herod. And when these wise men are with Herod, they are not focused on the star, which means the star represents all that that would lead us to God. Externally or internally, everything that brings us and focuses us in the direction of God, which points us and says, if you do this, this is where you will find God. Herod, on the other hand, represents everything that takes us away from God. It is all those external factors and internal factors that would stop us from really understanding who God is. Herod wanted to destroy God and so does these things in our life. When there's negativity, it destroys positivity. When we find ourselves too focused on a lot of uh, internal turmoil, we can never focus on the good things happening in our life. And that is something which we need to look into as we talk about this journey. This journey is something that you will always find a lot of darkness. In order to find light, you also would experience darkness. And darkness and vulnerability are very characteristic of this internal journey. But it is only when we are able to undergo this journey can we find happiness. I'd like to share with you a brief anecdote, which is a disciple tells the master, where can I find God? And the master says, he's right in front of you. And the disciple says, why can't I find him then? And the master says, why is it that a drunkard cannot find his home? Find out what makes you drunk, because in order to see, you need to be sober. When we talk about darkness, darkness becomes that blocks and blinds us from seeing the Lord, from finding God in ourselves. And very often our woundedness manipulates us. It makes us look at the world in a different way. It makes us look at ourselves in a different way. And often we end up being experiencing a sense of hopelessness and helplessness. And there are always four ways in which our woundedness can basically manifest itself. The first is physically, the second is emotionally, the third is spiritually and intellectually. Sometimes intellectually we could be, and they're all interconnected. It's not that they're each separate. They're separate identities, yes, but they work in tandem with each other. So often, I may be intellectually looking at myself very negatively. I may be looking at others very negatively, and that can influence a lot of the ways in which I behave. Emotionally, I may be carrying a lot of frustration within me, a lot of anger, a lot of disdain towards myself, towards others, etc. Spiritually, I may be out of focus from God, maybe doing things, but not really focused on what God wants in my life. 
and we may even have it physically where ailments sometimes get to us and sometimes the pain, the woundedness can affect us by expressing itself through pain or physical illness. And therefore, if this is the way we look at the facets of our life and woundedness, then the call simply is to heal ourselves, to, to be on this journey while we are on an external journey through life, to also be able to heal ourselves from within. And very often, these facets that are a way in which woundedness expresses itself can also be mediums of ways in which we can heal ourselves. So emotionally, it's sometimes just to look and say, what are the emotions that I carry with me? What are some of the things that I'm holding on to which need to be let go of? Intellectually is how can I be looking at the world positively? How can I start bringing in gratitude into my life? How can I wake up each day saying, no matter what negativity is happening in my life, I will find a way to be positive. I will find a way to always see the wonderful things happening too. And then you could have it also spiritually, which is giving time for God, finding times to meditate on his word, his scripture, passages in our life, etc. And these are the different ways in which we can talk. Sorry, we can heal. But there is one thing I want to share with you, which is going a little off tangent. But it is something that I was, when I was reflecting on the gospel passage and preparing the sermon, this insight came to me and this is very, very personal to me, which is the whole concept of dreams. We see in the passage, especially in the, the passage of the birth of Jesus, where it is through a dream that people are being warned. It is through a dream that Joseph is informed of Mary and not to basically divorce her or get away from her. It is through a dream that Joseph is warned to take the child and run away. It is through a dream that even the wise men are warned. And that for me is something very beautiful because dreams are one of the most beautiful gifts we are given. If we can understand our dreams, we can heal ourselves. And in this journey that I've been talking about, sometimes there is something what we call dream work. Because the unconscious is something that can never lie. When we're able to understand what is happening within us, we can understand it through dreams. And through dreams, healings happen. And therefore, what we are called to do as we reflect on this feast is to see what is the guiding star in our life? What is the ways in which God is guiding us to move in the direction of where he is? Because as we move in that direction, as we find ways to heal ourselves and to become better people and beautiful people, we automatically will find God and when we find God, we will be able to gift him our true selves and our beautiful selves. Amen.